0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding, and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. If you're a woman and a mum, chances are someone at some point has told you to take some iron tablets. I've heard wonderful stories about how amazing women feel after an iron infusion. But the only time I got one, I reacted with hives. But why do women seem to suffer from low iron levels? And what does it feel like to have normal iron levels? Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Well, thanks. Hi, Siobhan. Do women generally have lower iron than men? Or is it just um, that I'm in a little bubble of women and mothers who seem to have low iron?
1: Nothing wrong with being a little bubble with women, and I and, I, I feel, and I, I'm sorry to hear about your hives with your, your iron infusion as well. Oh, because it so can disappointed, happen. but I mean, women understandably are menstruating, um, certainly you know, in, in a, a long part of their life, so they're losing more blood, and therefore they're losing more iron. So therefore, their needs increase compared to men. But it's important right. for men and women. But you know, men can get deficient in iron also. But that would be because of blood loss and it's not a good thing, you know. So if that's the case with men, we go looking for more serious causes, but it's because women are losing blood monthly on the whole.
0: So I am generally feeling tired anyway, and I put that down to being a mother and, and having to juggle all those things. How would you describe the feeling of being low in iron? I mean, what kind of tiredness is it?
1: It really is quite, I mean, in the early stages, it would just be quite mild fatigue and very difficult to tell the difference between a very busy, hectic day-to-day existence, <laughs> juggling multiple things, as our super women are and do, and compared to, you know, a more serious and more severe, moderate to severe iron deficiency, you'll start getting really quite profound fatigue and often then poor concentration. So, you know, it it varies according to different people. I have had patients where I would think they should be way more tired than they are, but they've just got used to existing that way, but it's not great for their, their bodies or their red cells. But, yes, but I think, you know, if you really are feeling fatigued despite having good nutrition, despite doing exercise, despite having good consistent night's sleep, that's when you definitely would be thinking, hmm, maybe maybe my iron is, is low and i'm not you know replenishing um, the iron that i might be losing what
0: is the impact of not treating low iron like what it, what can be the ramifications of having low iron for a long time
1: yeah so iron firstly iron's important for red blood cells um, it's a component of hemoglobin which is important for oxygen delivery um, so you know it, it's it's crucial um, just for, for well being etc. as well as you know increasing needs and growth of a baby if you were you were pregnant. Um, if you get significant iron deficiency and you don't attend to it by replacing iron somehow, then that can lead to anaemia, and that's where the haemoglobin levels drop and the red cells become smaller in size. And that's where you can really run into two issues um, and be very symptomatic. Um, So we certainly like to try and pick, you know, these things up in the iron deficiency stage prior to to iron deficiency anemia, but it, it can all be treated. It's just about when you're feeling profound fatigue or even mild fatigue and you can't work out exactly why, go speak to your doctor, have a blood test.
0: Given that you're probably speaking to a lot of women with low iron, yes. yeah, <laughs> uh, because you're talking to mothers uh, on this program, are you able to describe what it feels like when you have normal levels of iron? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's assuming I know what
1: that feels like myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, yeah, I think, I think that we all do get tired, but I think it's the key of you know, that you can actually wake up feeling refreshed, I think is probably the best way of describing it that, you know, you've you've had a good night's sleep. And, you know, you're very, very busy, but you still have energy, you have energy to get up, you have energy to exercise, you have energy to cope, I suppose, I think, you know, but certainly waking up and, and and having you know when you when you face the fact that you have to get up and all the things you have to do and you still can, can get that energy and feel somewhat energized um if you're lacking that on a consistent basis then you, you need to start thinking about it i mean it can be a multitude of other causes too you know there's mm. thyroid there's all sorts of other things but i think it's definitely where you should say to yourself i need to go and get checked out
0: so going just circling back to when i said that uh I had heard about women getting iron infusions and they sounded amazing. Mm. Are iron infusions common and do they make people feel instantly better? Because it sounded like they did. <laughs>
1: Don't know about exactly instantly, but certainly it wouldn't be the first thing that you would address, but it does depend how severe the iron deficiency or the iron deficiency in the areas. Certainly in the first instance, you normally would want to try oral, just you know, thinking about the foods in your diet because there's heme foods and non-heme foods and I can't come back to that in a moment. So you can look at dietary things and how you can refine your dietary intake. Then you'd look at oral supplementation um, but there can be some side effects to that. Some of the, there are some newer formulations, a little bit gentler on the stomach and easier to tolerate. And certainly, then iron infusion um, would be indicated in more severe cases. Um, it might be also if you you know tried the oral supplementation and the, the levels aren't coming up because there's also storage iron called ferritin. Um, and say a, a woman who's about to deliver a baby, we look at that storage iron, and you know, in a perfect world, it be say what we call fifty. But sometimes, you know, thirty would be okay. But if we're really below thirty, we might be thinking, "Oh goodness, we don't have time to wait for the oral supplementation right now. We might proceed to an iron infusion." Most of the time, there is quite a, a dramatic uh, response to the storage iron and the the different saturations and serum iron will accordingly vary and improve. And people do often feel, you know, they realize, my goodness, I, <laughs> I was feeling very fatigued before, and I feel so much better now. But it's not like a quick fix, or, or you know, just oh, you know, I should just go straight to have the iron infusion. But it definitely can be very, very effective for sure.
0: And you mentioned the first steps are is to look at what you're eating. How can we increase our iron? With the foods that we eat?
1: Yeah, so there's heme food, which is animal products, and that is absorbed about 10 times easier than non heme products. And the red of the meat, the higher in iron. But for people who don't want to eat a lot of meat or are vegetarian, then they need to be looking at the non heme iron in their food. And certainly for people who do eat animal products, but they might just eat it, you know, once or or twice a week, et cetera, you definitely need to be thinking about your non-heme iron. So that's the one found in plant foods, you know, your whole grains, your nuts, your seeds, your legumes, your leafy greens, uh, you know, your dried fruit and tofu and those things. And we can actually help the absorption of iron in our body, particularly of those non-heme foods, by eating it um, with some ascorbic acid or vitamin C. And that doesn't mean popping a pill. That means thinking about, oh, okay, I might follow that meal with some fruit or add some tomatoes or add some capsicum. So these are ways to increase the absorption. And then there are iron sort of absorption blockers that we need to be aware of as well. So no matter how we've ingested the iron, then, you know, if you're drinking tea or coffee or having a lot of dairy or chocolate, dare I say, even red wine, that all actually, the fun stuff. Yeah, that can decrease the absorption of iron. So you want to separate those things a couple of hours from when you're having that iron-rich meal.
0: Oh, um, phew, I thought you were going to say you couldn't have them at all.
1: Oh, no, no, I'm not going to be that mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing is, you know, there's, like I said, a lot of um, supplements. So someone who's vegetarian or vegan, they need to be extremely mindful, not only of iron but of vitamin B12 as well. And so, you know, sometimes they do need to supplement on a more regular basis. Sometimes it's just every second day or every third day, depending. But I think um, for sure for for women that are vegetarian or vegan, they should, you know, consider going to their their doctor and and keeping a check on things, and certainly for other women also. But these are just important things for us to be mindful of. The other thing is to be mindful of, obviously we understand you know, menstruating females and then we also understand the increased needs during pregnancy. The both last 10 weeks of pregnancy is a really crucial time because it's when a baby's building up their own iron stores because that is what's going to get them through those first four to six months prior to starting solids. So it's really important to be mindful. And pregnant women should need about 27 milligrams of iron a day. But if you're taking those, you know, pregnancy multivitamins, that, that has adequate amounts. And then you may have to supplement or you may end up with a transfusion depending. Um, but these are just things things to be mindful of.
0: Well, Alicia, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks for having me, Siobhan.
0: That's Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko, GP.